Hello, everyone. Welcome to Heal Thyself, episode number nine. We have been doing this. We've been doing it on fire. We are disseminating, delivering, and giving you all the best information out there. I really hope you appreciate it. I know you do. I'm getting a lot of beautiful feedback. This is what we set out to do. Empower everyone. So today's show, as always, is going to be on fire. It's going to be packed. We got some good info and we got a really good guest coming up, a little surprise guest. All right. But before I go on my knowledge bomb, I just want everyone to make sure to support the show, get on, rate it, review it, subscribe it, whatever it is, because we want this to grow. We have big goals. I got big visions. And to create that, we need a lot of love and support. So if, if you think this is empowering for you, obviously tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones, but spread it out, rate, review, subscribe. I think that's the lingo in this industry. Regardless, yeah, support the show, please. We got a lot of love for everyone. All right, check this out. Knowledge Bomb is starting right now. We're, we're getting right in, diving in. Let's go. All right, today's Knowledge Bomb is on one of the most important topics I cover ever, anywhere. It's one of the ones I'm most passionate about, uh, and it's one of the most knowledge, the most important knowledge bombs I'll be dropping. Breast cancer, breast cancer, breast cancer, breast cancer is is part of someone's life, whether directly or indirectly, on some capacity. I have very uh, particular experiences. I have a immediate family member who died of breast cancer. So I've seen it. I've seen it from the lump all the way till hospice and everything in between. And I've seen probably about 900 breast cancer patients at this point. Uh, it's the cancer I see the most of, unfortunately. One in eight women will develop breast cancer in the United States. American Association of Cancer Research says 268,600 new cases of invasive breast cancer will be diagnosed in 2019. Then we have 62,930 cases of something called in situ breast cancer. This is stage zero breast cancer that's, that develops in the ducts and the lobules of the breast. It's when it's confined there. It's not invasive, okay, or it's not infiltrating. So it's not necessarily considered cancer, but it's called a stage zero cancer. You may have heard of this. There's a lot of controversy behind whether or not it will progress to cancer. Um, some of the numbers that are accepted right now, about 20 to 30% become cancer if there's no treatment. Um, but could be less, could be more, really depends on the aggressiveness and what would they see pathologically. 41,760 people will die from breast cancer in 2019. It is an epidemic. It's something that I talk about all the time. I was going to do this show in October, but I said, I'm not waiting until October. Hopefully everyone forgets. And then I just recycle it in October. Uh, no, but for real, this is so important to talk about. All right. So what are the risk factors for breast cancer? We have to be empowered to know where we're at. Genetics. All right. Years ago, we believed genetics was the cause, one of the main causes of, of cancer. If you have a first-degree relative, already you're 50% more likely around there to be at risk for developing breast cancer. Okay, and then there's genes like BRCA1 and 2. Uh, the BRCA2 gene will uh, assume about 30 to 40% lifetime risk, although it was believed to even be higher than that. But, but even at that, these genes are confounded by two important factors that we need to pay close attention to, epigenetics and epistasis. Epigenetics is how the environment 
your levels of stress, your food, your environmental toxicity, how they're affecting your genes. And then epistasis is how genes are communicating with each other. We forget this, so then we just wanna take one gene and I think we could just derive one thing from that when we don't understand how there's a network of communication within and outside. So with that said then, really about five to 10% of cancers are genetic. What does that mean? Is that the remaining percent we're empowered enough to do things for ourselves to change that, right? We can make the decisions to prevent breast cancer based on our own volition. That's crazy, right? Because we believe that breast cancer was just straight up genetic years ago, but it's not. All right. So most breast cancers are not hereditary. I will repeat that. Most breast cancers are not hereditary. All right. So what are the risk factors then? Well, age, all right, so it's, it's pretty low until you hit 30, and then it just goes on a linear pattern all the way up to 80, and then it plateaus. So it's really important, even before you're 30, to start taking care of yourself. What about geography? This is really cool. There was a Japanese study, or a study about Japanese immigrants coming to Hawaii, and what they saw is that the rates of breast cancer were assumed to the rates of the host country within one or two generations. So that's really interesting. So if you're coming from a country that has low incidence of breast cancer and then coming to America, your risk is going to increase in about one or two generations. All right. So alcohol and cigarettes, surprisingly, they have a lower risk, but guess what has a higher risk? Body mass index. This is why it's so important to be working out. This is why it's so important to be in shape. If you have a BMI over 30, you already have a 34% increase in risk of death from breast cancer. Waist circumference is a really important indicator. What about hormones, right? So exogenous hormones are going to affect the delicate balance of your hormones in your body. So uh, they are another risk for developing breast cancer, but after five years of not having hormone replacement therapy, they'll lower. Uh, radiation, if you have a history of radiation, especially as a child, if you have Hodgkin's lymphoma, you're predisposed to breast cancer because they do a lot of chest radiation. How about uh, early menarche and late menopause? What that means is that if you have an early period and your periods end really late, that long time exposure to consistent um, estrogens, and if you are in the form of carcinogenic estrogen throughout your life, uh, and that's not recycling or metabolizing correctly, then you're consistently exposed to carcinogenic forms of estrogen. That's why long periods are another risk factor. Having a baby over the age of 35, okay. Uh, as I mentioned before, having a first-degree relative, and, um, and I mentioned already alcohol. So now we know some risk factors. How about interventions? What can we do today? One thing that we can do, women, and men, because men do get breast cancer too, is to be in touch with our bodies. So understand how we look and feel normally. So women, men, especially women, pick a day, pick a day out of the month, get out of the shower and do a uh, breast exam. Easy to find on YouTube, takes five minutes. Make sure that you know what the landscape of your breast looks like, okay? What about alcohol? As I mentioned before, even though it has a lower moderate risk, we might as well stay away from it because it does put us at risk for other cancers. Ethanol uh, breaks down into something called acetaldehyde and that causes DNA damage and uh, it's oxidant and it's just, it's just nasty for our bodies. It's like a forest fire in our, in our delicate body balance. So some things that you can do if you do, I'm, I'm not saying stop alcohol forever, I'm, I'm a realistic person, but you know, 
you can attenuate that fire with some B vitamins, especially folate. You can attenuate that fire with green tea. So just make sure you're having those around those times that you're out and celebrating. Smoking, as I mentioned, there's, there's mixed um, data out there, but just don't smoke for so many reasons. Um, as I mentioned, BMI, being overweight, is an important uh, risk factor, and uh, we, can, we can already uh, totally address that by making sure that we're doing physical activity and eating a good diet. But well, what happens with BMI is that our fat cells, our adipose cells, start creating excessive forms of estrogen. It's something called extragonadal bioavailable estrogen. This is something that we don't want. I'm going to go on insulin even more, but this is something we don't want, and it also puts us at risk for high levels of insulin and insulin growth factor. Exercise, so important. Exercise, let me tell you something. Exercise is so important when it comes to prevention of breast cancer. There's so many good studies. Breast cancer is the number one cancer that we see on, uh, or best studied cancer when it comes to exercise. So it's so important to do moderate to vigorous exercise three to five times a week, aerobic and anaerobic, weightlifting, sweating, all of that. Okay. <clears throat> hormones is really important. Getting your hormones in balance. So you can test your hormones. I don't like it in the blood. I like it in the urine. I like seeing in the urine what the pattern of your me metabolites are and that parent hormone. Okay. So we have to see the ratio of how you're breaking down estrogen. If you have really high 4-OH, which is 4-hydroxyestrone, that's a carcinogenic form of estrogen. If you have that really high in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you better believe you're at risk, okay? So, so important to make sure that you're tackling these things soon. So everybody needs to get a hormone test in the urine. I like the Dutch one, and the Genova one's pretty good too. Uh, personal care products, makeup, deodorants, all that stuff, really important to detox over that. There's 81,000 different chemicals in the environment. EPA tests a little sliver of those. Um, it's crazy how that happens, but we have to make sure our detox organs are working well, particularly our liver, to make sure we're breaking down estrogen. What about diet? Diet is so important. There's so many protective diets out there. There's data on vegan, vegetarian, and Mediterranean diets being the most protective for breast cancer. We can reduce our incidence of breast cancer just by getting away from processed foods and all that uh, added sugar eating the colors of the rainbows. What about insulin resistance? Really important to pay attention to because that puts us in, high amounts of insulin puts us in an inflammatory state, a pro-inflammatory state. That's carcinogenic. It's, it's feeding the insulin growth factor one receptor, which we know contributes to cancers, particularly the breast cancer. Ask your doctor ma about magnesium. Ask your doctor about cinnamon. Ask your doctor about fenugreek. Ask your doctor about fasting. Hopefully they know about it. Hopefully they can help you. I mentioned insulin. What we saw is this, check this out. The rates of breast cancer were increased by 50% in over 1,500 subjects if food was consumed after 10 p.m., at least for one time a week for more than a year versus those that didn't. Why? Because when you're consuming food after 10 p.m., it's messing with your natural rhythms. It's messing with your cortisol, your melatonin, and your insulin. When you're eating at late, uh, late at night, it's raising your blood glucose and it's raising your insulin at the wrong time. That insulin can be carcinogenic. Make sure you're not eating late. Make sure you're fasting, intermittent fasting. That brings me to my next point. You want to be fasting at least 13 hours. That's a magic number when it comes to breast cancer. All right, so reduce, uh, making sure you're reducing blood sugar. Fasting's amazing. Uh, people have, uh, I think it was a number, if you fast uh, under 13 hours, your risk is, uh, you have a 21% decreased risk of dying from breast cancer. So really important, just make sure you're, 
fasting over over 13 hours and having small dinners. And then my favorite class of food, cruciferous vegetables. These are the ones that help metabolize that aforementioned form of estrogen that is carcinogenic, right? So what are those? Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kale. Um, I like horseradish. I love broccoli sprouts. Eating all of these every single day as part of your diet daily is going to be really important for balancing your hormones, okay? As I mentioned before, getting out the added sugar, getting out preservatives, refined carbs, getting out the trans fats, the saturated fats, eating organic, so important, getting away from that glyphosate, okay? Soy is controversial for many reasons for many people, but here's the deal. It's shown in human studies to be protective. Most of the negative studies are shown in animals. The caveat is, is that in the human studies that were shown to be effective, it was in Japan, and these people are eating soy from a young age. So the belief is that it's most protective when exposed to soy at a young age uh, before puberty. Although we do have studies that are shown to be also protective after, or after menopause. So it's a little... Um, it's not necessarily a gray area. It's just something that we need to know that there's good data out there on soy. It's protective for particular cancers. But if you don't react well to soy, listen to your body. Don't listen to Dr. G. I don't know anything. Okay. And when it comes to, uh, when it comes to pooping, that's so important too because you need to be going to the bathroom every day. Constipation is a major no-no when it comes to uh, anything really, but uh, reducing the risk of breast cancer because what happens is those bile acids that are supposed to come out in your poop are recirculated, and guess what? They mimic estrogen in the breast. Make sure you're eating lots of fiber. Make sure you're adding that bulk to your stool and it's taking out all of those mutagens in there, okay? So as I mentioned, pooping is going to be really important because it's going to be getting rid of those bile acids and those mutagens. So make sure you're eating a lot of fiber, bulking up that stool and moving it out. Reducing inflammation, ask your doctor about turmeric, ask your doctor about quercetin, about resveratrol, about EGCG that comes from green tea, about selenium, DIM. These are all important supplements that you can be on if you're at risk for breast cancer, so long as they're safe. I'm not here giving medical information. I'm here to empower you to ask your doctor. Um, green tea, as I mentioned, is one of the heavy hitters, heavyweights when it comes to uh, preventing breast cancer. It has a uh, something called epigallocatechin gallate. Uh, I never get that right, but I got it right this first time. So this is a lucky charm over here, EGCG. It inhibits tumor processes in the body. It inhibits proliferation. It protects the DNA, and it stops the tumor from growing uh, blood vessels towards it. Making sure you're sleeping. Please make sure you're sleeping. Please make sure that you have regular sleep patterns. You're getting to bed before 10, and you're sleeping deep throughout the night, and you're waking up when the sun comes up. Or you're following those rhythms where your melatonin's really high at night, your cortisol is low at night, and then boom, your cortisol shoots up at night. This, this can be seen on those hormone tests that I mentioned in, in the past or earlier on. Pitch black, so important to sleep at, with pitch black. No lights, no blue lights, no ambient light. There's an Israeli study that showed that women who sleep longer uh, had reduced risk of breast cancer. Okay, that makes sense. But then the ones with closed shutters or the ones that, are, that were not exposed to artificial light or strong illumination, uh, they had significantly lower amounts of breast cancer than those who did. So make sure you're sleeping in pitch black. Make sure your vitamin D is at a good level, I say 60 or above, because when it's 60 over above, you have 82% uh, lower incidence of breast cancer versus those that had under 20. Why? Because the sun is so protective. Protective meaning that go out there, get some sun, let it hit your face, let it hit your chest, don't cook, don't burn, stay out there for 20 minutes, get some good vitamin D and go back inside if you need to. It's so important to make sure that we're getting back to nature as I mentioned, okay? Some less studied stuff, 
EMFs. I always bring that up. Stop putting your cell phone in your sports bra when you're at the gym. Put it on airplane mode. Put on airplane mode when you're at the gym. Put on airplane mode when you're about to go to bed. Other testing, make sure you're testing for toxins. We know that certain toxins are connected to breast cancer. Um, most of the studies on oral contraceptives were observational, but they do show an increased risk of breast cancer, slight, um, and it drops back over 10 years. Still, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother jack in the box or Pandora's box. <laughs> Uh, but, but we won't talk about those, but really just know that you do have a slight increase for breast cancer if you are on birth control and making sure your gut is perfect. Your gut is clean. Your, your gut is moving like a well-oiled machine. Okay. So making sure you're detoxing, making sure your gut microbiome is flourishing, living their best lives, right? They're stimulating your immune system, keeping you healthy, giving you nutrients. So gut health is so important, addressing leaky gut or anything else that's going on. I didn't breathe during that one. And I really hope that you love that one. And I hope you felt the passion. Breast cancer is an epidemic. Breast cancer is something that I'm so passionate about. And breast cancer is something that we are not doomed to have. Women, pay close attention. Women, start doing these things today. Men, pay close attention and start doing them. All right? All of us can be empowered. Let's move to the product review. All right, everyone, today's product review is going to be on sunscreen. This is such a highly asked um, review throughout the whole, probably past three weeks. So I got to listen to the people and summer's around the corner. It's already getting hot. So uh, why not go over this now? But before I go over it, you see, w one of the important things is that I want you all to focus less on the specifics of the products I choose and more about what I say, because you may not use that product, but you'll know how to look for a product. And that's the most important part. What are the take homes? So then when you're looking, you know what to, you know what to find, you know, which one to use, and you know how to, how, how to discriminate between one versus one that is going to be better for your body. Okay. So really quick, there's two types of uh, sun, sunblocks out there. Uh, they're going to be the non-mineral ones, which are the chemical formulas for the most part. And that's the conventional ones you'll see at supermarkets or um, pharmacies. And then you have the mineral ones, which are usually made of zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. Those are the thicker white ones, okay? Most sunscreens contain, most conventional sunscreens contain uh, one of these two, actually two or more of these chemicals. So these are the chemicals that I want you all to look for. Oxybenzone. Oxybenzone is the worst and most prominent one throughout uh, sunscreens. It's found in 96% of uh, sunblocks. And according to one study, we see that it is connected to hormonal disruption, endometriosis, sperm alterations, and fertility issues. So it really affects your hormones. Important. Oxybenzone is just a buzzword. And you'll see it on the top of most of the conventional ones as the active ingredients. Um, octinoxate, that's another one that you'll see. This is a hormone disruptor also, but it also affects the thyroid behavior. And it's also was found in mother's milk samples. So it passes through to the baby. Homosalate is another one that just causes hormone disruption, just causes hormone disruption. Yeah, really important one to look out for. And then these are other three. These other three are less found, but really important. Avobenzone, octisalate, and octocrylene, okay? And some of the ones that I'll speak today have those. Um, and these are inactive ingredients, but then now they're being put as the active ingredient in many of these also. And that's something to look, look out for. There's another one called methyl isothiazolinone. Oh, Lord. Um, and this is a preservative that 
in Europe, they concluded it has no safe level in cosmetics, and it was named the 2013 allergen of the year. So always important to read these labels. If you need to go back onto what I said, write it out. Write out all the chemicals that I said. I mentioned one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chemicals, all right? So write those out and know if you're looking. But even better, and I mentioned this last week, is going on the Skin Deep database, database by the Environmental Working Group. What you do there is type sunblock, sunscreen, uh, and they'll come up with their uh, EWG certified ones, which across the board are safe, or the ones that are really low. Get yourself a one, uh, a one rating uh, up to maybe a two, and then after that, you don't want any of them, right? If it's a 10, and you'll see it, it'll come up in red. But as I mentioned last week, look, use that as a resource. It's, the, it's one of the best resources out there, okay? I've, I actually found a few in the local supermarket here, so I brought them in, and I'll be talking about them. Um, really quickly, though, SPF isn't always a best indicator of protection from UV damage anyway. Most of these sunscreens are going to block with uh, UV, UVB rays, but it does a really poor job of blocking UVA rays, okay? So to date, there's only good data on sunscreens preventing squamous cell carcinoma, not basal cell carcinoma or melanoma. So be, be empowered enough to know that, right? Because if you have a history of basal cell or melanoma, sunblock may not be doing much for you, okay? So for this reason, it's more important to uh, cover yourself, right? Be in the shade, use protective clothing, use hats, use sunglasses, whatever it may be to protect yourself during peak hours. But I'm also a big proponent of being in the sun. But not till you roast, not till you burn. What I do is I just go outside for about 20 minutes, get some sun, uh, and then go back inside. And if I want to be out more or go to the beach, then I protect myself as best as possible. So things that we can do really quick... Make sure that we're taking a bunch of antioxidants, high antioxidants, lots of green tea, a lot of watermelon, tomatoes. They have lycopene in there, um, protecting ourselves from sun, da sun damage. A lot of green juices, cruciferous veggies, that's protecting us. Microalgaes like astaxanthin, that's really potent, protectant for the eye and for, uh, for the skin against the sun. And, um, and making sure that you know which sunscreens you're buying. Let's start. Oof. The worst, one of the worst. And look, this goes hand in hand with all the other ones, copper, tone, Neutrogena. They're all versions of the same thing. This is Banana Boat Ultra Sport, SPF 30, clinically proven, superior endurance. Like, whoa, you know, this is something that I would have got back when I was in college. But remember those toxins that I just mentioned? Well, avobenzone, homosalate, octosalate, octocrylene. I just mentioned those. Those are the active ingredients in this, not to mention a bunch of other inactive ingredients that are all nasty, hormone disruptors, immunosuppressors, um, allergens. It has fragrance, which remember is the umbrella term for so many chemicals. This one comes up really poor in the Environmental Working Group database for a reason, because they're telling the truth. They're telling us how crappy it is. Remember what I said, these are the nasty chemicals that you need to look for. So I go on my rant, you hear it, and then let's say I never even pull this one out. You're at the supermarket, you look in the back and you go, oh my God, I remember Dr. G talked about all four of these. You put this down, you throw it in the garbage, all right? Let me talk about one that is in the middle with a hint of greenwashing, actually, Sunbum. This is, this is pretty cool packaging. It's got this gorilla guy on it, and I've seen this before. Um, but Sunbum continuously comes up on that Environmental Working Group database 
as a four all the way up to a seven. And that's and, and that puts it in the red zone. Why is because the uh, inactive ingredients, the, the whole of the inactive ingredients do cause some allergens, hormone disruption, immunosuppression. Um, the active ingredient is zinc oxide, which is good, much better than banana boat. If it was between banana boat and sun bum, you pick sun bum one million times out of a million, always. But there's a better option than this. So sun bum, it's for the price, it's, it's not that cheap and it's not that good. All right. It may protect you with the zinc oxide, sure, but remember other other chemicals. Put this in. Type in Sun Bum to the Environmental Working Group Skin Deep Database, if you don't believe me, and read through it and learn for yourself. You'll see the same exact things I'm I'm saying. All right, and my favorite of all the Badger. This is my favorite back in 2015 when I posted about Sunblock, and it still is because Badger does a really good job. If you type in Badger on the database, you'll see that it is a one, the lowest toxicity rating, minimal anything popping up. Why? Because it has zinc oxide. Okay, that's protectant. Remember I said, as a rule of thumb, this is a mineral sunscreen and it's better than the chemical formulas that they put the non-mineral ones. The nice thing is though, they made the, um, the zinc clear so a lot of people complain, oh, you know, these zinc oxide, titanium dioxides, they're really thick, right? They, and, they, and they are. They'll, they'll put a, a coat of, um, of white or chalkiness over your skin. But the nice thing is that these will, um, at least this one's the clear one, that will rub, rub on nicely. So they've improved the formula. I've used this before. Um, the Badger one's nice because check this out. It has the active ingredient of uncoated zinc oxide, the clear one, and then the inactive ingredients. What do we get? Sunflower seed oil beeswax, vitamin E, and sea buckthorn. Organic. All of them organic. This is what I like to see. This is how companies should do it, right? This is protecting us. It's clean. Um, and remember, our skin is absorbing so much of what we put onto it. So we have to make sure that we're putting on really good quality lotions um, and other ingredients. So really important. Badger is my favorite one. It was for the past three years. It still is. Thank you, Honey Badger, for doing this. And look, now we know how to look. Now we know how to search. Now we know what to type in. Now, look, as I mentioned, we are responsible for our own health. No one's taking care of you, right? Uh, if it's in a supermarket, doesn't mean that it's safe. So why not empower ourselves to do better? There you go. Summer's around the corner. Now you know how to look for stuff. Now you know how to make good decisions. And... Uh, I can't wait to bring this guest on. This is going to be a really good interview. Um, I've been pretty excited for this all week, so it's going to happen. All right, everyone, today's special guest, this is, this is synchronicity if I've ever seen it. We're going to talk about the synchronicity of it, but I'm so honored to have Jacqueline Umoff. She is the stretchy yoga guru, and um, I've become her biggest fan in like a week. So welcome Aww. to the show. Right? <laughs> No, I love that. Thank you. I receive. What about <laughs> we? The synchronicity, right? Yes. So I didn't know you two weeks ago. I didn't know you either. Okay, and then and then what <laughs> happened was there was there was um, one of I guess somebody on one of my comments had said you need to have her on the show. She's amazing. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me see. I click and I go, oh no, she is amazing. <laughs> we need her on here. Like uh, like I think I think you're doing so much beautiful work for everyone, you know, and, oh, and, I, and I know you. how empowering the stuff you do is because I've done it, mm. but that's why I had to have you on like this. 
Mm-hmm. And then and then we get in contact, and then you're like, yeah, I'll come on. Yeah. And then I'm like, when? And you're like, well, I'm leaving, so I'll, I have this week. I was like, yeah, let's let's do this week. So <laughs> yeah. this is synchronicity, but I'm really honored. Oh, thank you. Well, I feel honored that you're honored. <laughs> and I love what you're doing as well. I think like the content that you're putting out there, it's like, it's so powerful and so transparent and it's also very bold too. And I love that. And so, yeah, that person who commented, she like DM'd me too to make sure that like I saw the comment. So she was like at work right there. She really well, saw thank it. thank you. Thank you if you're listening right now. That was, <laughs> know, that you was know really who you cool. Are. She was working. She was. She's like, I really think that like there's some sort of synergy between you two. Like you've got to like, you got to link up. And she's like, comment back i just commented and i was like okay <laughs> like uh okay yeah i'll do it <laughs> so that's but, so cool yeah it's really cool that like that you know people are out there connecting people and seeing the synergy and also um that we're both out there just like giving a good message and empowering people to learn more mm-hmm. and so i want to acknowledge you for that for putting out so much content that's free yeah. and and um helps people take responsibility for their health and make right decisions and um, are better decisions for themselves because there's so much info out there. So you put it in a really nice, simple way. It's all passion, right? We all have our outlets for passion. And I see that on on your page and what you're relaying to everyone. One thing I found so incredible is that, well, I used to, I did a lot of yoga in my life. Okay. I started in med school. Meditation was my thing. And then I was like, resistant to yoga. My mm. mom did it all her life. Mm. So I would, I got into it and I loved it. I literally mm-hmm. did it every single day for five years. Wow. And then I just stopped okay. and I was resistant towards it. You ever seen anything like this? People become resistant towards something that's helping them so much. Um, but I was, yeah. I was really resistant towards it. But then, uh, what I found is it's so helpful when I go on your page because you give instructions Mm-hmm. on how to properly do poses because mm-hmm. you go to class someone will say something you'll be like yeah, yeah i'm here yeah okay sure downward dog like I, I guess my hips are but you don't remember yeah but visually yeah we see that mm-hmm. and you really help you're helping people like me who are i still consider myself a beginner yeah and that's beautiful work well and it comes because when i was a teacher like i used to teach big big classes and I would see people messing up all over the place, you know, not on like any anyone's fault, but I wanted to go and help each person individually, but you're running a, a full class, yeah. you know, with so many people, you can't stop and correct every single person. And you say the cue and you're like, this person does not hear me. I see them. I yeah, said that was it 10 me. times. That was me. They're still not doing it. They're still <laughs> bending their legs. Straighten your legs. Straighten yeah. your legs. How else do I say do not bend your like you're like trying to think of all the ways. So I remember that having taught. I've I started teaching classes since I was 18, and I've taught at, at when I was at USC, and then I taught at Equinox for many years. I had celebrity clients, and so it's like you. I saw that, and I'm like, there's only so much you can do. So whenever I say that in my posts, like it's not any teacher's fault because some people I they get like mad. They're like, yeah, I went to yoga class and my teacher never told me that. They never corrected me. And I'm like, well, this isn't for the purpose of like putting down all the group group exercise teachers because trust me, like I was yeah. one of them. Like this is really because, yeah, if I can give you a little bite size of information to help you or inspire you or remind you to maybe do that and also to simplify it, right? To not feel like 
like, oh, if I don't get to a two-hour yoga class today, then I'm not going to work out, like the all-or-nothing mentality. Mm -hmm. Like I find that having that healthy lifestyle is much more obtainable if they become these little tiny habits that just become infiltrated into your life and they kind of almost like sneak them in here and there. Like when I brush my teeth, I still do like my ballet releves and because my sister got me a Sonicare because she's a dentist Mm -hmm. and so um, it's two minutes and I'm like, two minutes is a long time to just like sit there and like stare at yourself in the Mm -hmm. mirror, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to do something with these two minutes. So that's my time to do my releves. And honestly, I swear like four minutes a day of doing releves, my legs feel stronger. It's just like, you know, it's just those little moments that you can try to like sneak it in. Um, Have you found that, that not being the only thing, do you add other parts of efficiency to your day like that where we can maybe start learning what we can do? Yeah. I mean, that's one. Um, I like to always, no matter what, if I'm, if I don't get to work out that day, I like to do a handstand against the wall for like, I do two minutes. Um, you know, you could start out with a headstand against the wall or something, but when you try to, I think the point is that like, you're like, okay, you know, you make a promise. Like I made a promise to myself. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this two minute handstands. It's really hard to argue yourself out of that two minute handstand, right? Or two minutes, whatever. And you're like, I can fit in two minutes. Like there's no excuse right now. I can do it, you know? So it just makes it so much more obtainable. Um, Another thing is, again, like all the stretches that I put on my Instagram, you could literally just scroll through, pick one Mm -hmm. and do it for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're at work and then you're like, you know, you want to just like have a break, mental break. You can go on my Instagram and look and you'll see a stretch and just do it for two minutes. So it's just a very simple little thing. And lots of times those two minutes end up inspiring you to do something else. Like it changes changes the course of your day, which I think is really cool. Or it could shift your mood, right? Maybe you were completely in a bad mood and now you're in a good mood or you just feel more energized or that thing that bothered you five minutes ago just doesn't seem that relevant or that big of a deal anymore. And so I think that's what's really cool. One That's so beautiful because when you're doing these stretches or poses, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of forces you to be present in many mm-hmm. ways, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're doing yoga the way that it's taught, really breathing into each stretch. Yeah. Instead of thinking about, oh, I need to go food shopping after this, and then mm-hmm. I need to go back to get my this and that. Mm-hmm. But forcing you to be present, that's when yoga is transcendent. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. man, I came out of this class one time, and I was so focused on breathing every single pose. Mm-hmm. When I left class... Mm-hmm. You know when you really have to work to be present, you're like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and focus on being present. I'm not going to think about anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to work on being not present. Mm-hmm. It had me in this mode for about two to three hours. It was, to this day, I, I never touched back on it because it was so incredible. At that moment, I said, yoga is one of the most powerful things you can do. Mm. But and then why'd you stop? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, it's, I'm back. I'm back. You're back? I'm back. Kind of. I'm back. <laughs> I did my I did my first class. That's a little guilty look, kind of. No, I don't. I don't know, but I but I am making a real comeback. I yeah. know it's most incredible. How many? Who leaves yoga going? Well, I'm still mad about everything and I'm the world. Yeah. And you leave yoga and you're like, oh, that was amazing. I feel yeah. Good, right. The Am bliss. Mm-hmm. The bliss. You're moving around. So so you have you stress importance on all of these, taking the time like two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. That's so much more obtainable. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's another important approach that we can take to start bettering our, our days. You know, we sort of spoke a little bit about, um, I am statements. Mm -hmm. What's up with those? What do you do with them? (laughs) We want to know your secrets here. (laughs) 
Yeah, I um, I really believe in um, redefining yourself and recreating who you are because so much of our habits are actually based on who we believe that we are, right? So if I believe that I'm a disciplined person, that I am a healthy person, that I'm a committed person, and if I have these beliefs about myself, then I am going to take action throughout the day that supports that. My subconscious mind will actually like guide me into doing that. And we, and we don't even know. And that's what's so crazy about our subconscious mind. And that's why it's so powerful. With, they show all these studies where teachers are telling you know the kids in school, you are smart. You are amazing. You are this. You are, you know, you have the potential. You have this, right? That kid is going to believe that teacher. Yeah. And because it's an authority figure or whatever it may be, right? But maybe we didn't have that growing up. So now it's up to us as adults to re- pattern and re recreate our beliefs in ourselves. And so when you say I am healthy, I am responsible, I am loving, I am self-loving, I am in integrity, I am honest. If that's how you start your day. You are going to take action all day that supports that. And it's it's so simple, right? Yeah. You just say I am this and it's like okay, now my life will turn into that. The problem is that we have like these stories about these identities about ourselves of I'm not responsible, right? Because you have so many, so many stories and evidence to support that statement about yourself. So it's hard to break out of it or believe that you could be anything other than that. Um, so yeah, does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense because <laughs> I've done it myself. And yeah, I I broke my my operating system and belief and my dialogues around. Um, worth mm -hmm. around value mm -hmm. around uh, ability to attract abundance or be mm. or be the abundance that I am mm -hmm. and break down those limited beliefs mm. and that takes work and it yeah. really does do like it's ev just like you're working towards uh, warrior two doing a really nice pose making mm -hmm. sure everything's in place. Mm -hmm. Your first time might not be there, but it's a practice. Yeah, the so is the practice IM. of mastery. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So again, it take it took a lot of work and daily dialogue. How did you like discover that you weren't worthy? Because lots of times we don't even know, and that's where I think yoga can be powerful, where you create a practice of awareness and discovery about your body and your thoughts. But a lot of times, most people go through life very mindless, and they don't even know that they're they have these things you know yeah, yeah it's the it's the self-awareness because when you're on autopilot yeah you don't, you don't really know what's going on you don't right. you think everything is just happening to you yeah instead of understanding that you're a really intimate creator in your reality mm -hmm. so so for me what i saw is patterns right mm -hmm. uh that's sort of the way my mind works when i studied in med school i, I needed to look at patterns to rem remember stuff mm -hmm. so i saw patterns i said oh well this person it comes up with this and this mm. person right after came up with this this friend, this girlfriend, this whatever it is, there was a a, a tether between all of them mm. that that let's just say my relationship with myself or others. Well, that was a common theme. And then let's say with abundance, let's say money. All of a sudden, I I, I grew up one way, and then I'm experiencing the mm -hmm. same exact experience with money. And then I go, wait a minute, what am I doing? Mm. You break these things, and you can just mm. by literally, Patterns, yeah, yeah, by writing it out, saying it every mm -hmm. day. Because, like you said, in the most 
I love this, what you said, is that your subconscious, you sort of align your days based on what you're already proclaiming out loud. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Right? Like, I am a funny guy, okay? (laughs) I'm all right. I'm not that funny. But like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm a lot more witty than I thought. Because like, (laughs) you start just attracting all these funny situations where it gives you opportunity to, to be funny, to define yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's like, it, it's, it's, I think when you first, when I first started hearing this, I was upset at the person that told me that. Cause I was like, that's not true. I, I have all these stories to prove you otherwise, or to basically prove like me being a victim or like, no, that's not true. I'm like this because of this, or I'm like this because of that. And I'm like this because someone told me this and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so you kind of, start to, I was like mad at that person. And then I started to really think about it. And then I was like, wait, this is actually really exciting because I can change. That means I can be the creator of this. I can change this. I can reformat this. I can break the pattern. I can uh, be really whoever I want, which is also a little scary, right? When you think, oh, I can be all I want. I can be as powerful as I want. I can be as responsible. That means it's really all up to me and there's no one else to blame. There's no one else to look to for answers or anything like that, right? Like so many times we just want to be told what to do or told what's right, told what's wrong. Like, just tell me, you know, you're like, please, someone just tell me what to do today. (laughs) Sometimes. I have those days, especially being an entrepreneur, I'm sure you know. But like, um, I, I think, but also I think the flip side is how much power and inspiration and how exciting that could be that really you can be whoever you want every single day. Yeah. And that just totally reinforces everything about what this show's about. Like we spoke empowerment. Um, mm-hmm. People a lot of times want their hand held. And it's sort of scary when you're faced with that responsibility going, well, shit, I'm a creator, you know? Yeah. We are creators. Mm-hmm. I said that once, and then someone on Instagram printed it out and put it on their office because it's true. We are creators. Mm, that's cool. And if you think, I'm not a religious person, but if you think you're made in the image of whatever creator, that's what you are, the power to create. You have the mm-hmm. ability to define and redefine yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that because we're not doomed to our past transgressions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could have been this person for all of your twenties, mm-hmm. but at 30, at 30, the, on your birthday on the 30, you could completely redefine who you mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. just by creating that vision and version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so m- mind blown by that still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen, so after you heard that from your friend, have, ha, have you I seen heard of multiple people, multiple people, <laughs> but that first time, right. <laughs> yeah. When you accepted it. Yeah. Did the floodgates open for you? Yeah. Well, and that's how I got into meditation and into yoga because I actually really used to, um, I used to think uh, meditation and yoga was really boring and I didn't like it. <laughs> it's like, this is really boring. I'm Because I was a dancer yeah. my whole life. I was a professional ballerina and then dancer and I would go to a yoga class. I'm like, this is so boring, you know, because I was like mm-hmm. already flexible. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need this. And I was literally that person that would leave early from Shavasana and they'd be saying like, the person who needs it the most is the people who are walking <laughs> out. And I'm like, <laughs> like rolling my eyes, like literally that person. <laughs> I've heard that before. I'm like, they don't know me. Yeah. They don't know my schedule, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, um, but I would go because it was like, I, well, at first I was drawn to it because, um, 
because I started seeing handstands online and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's really why I started to go was like very much like ego driven, like, ooh, that looks like a challenge. I want to learn how to do a handstand. Um, so, but then like in the midst of all that, and I won't go too far into my whole story, but I like when I was in my mid twenties, I started to get really bad anxiety and really bad panic attacks, like debilitating. And it was, I didn't know this at the time, but it was just my thoughts manifesting itself, you know, physically in my body, um, where I just felt completely just overwhelmed all the time and, and in a victim state of mind where I just felt like I had no power and no control. And even though from the outside, my life looked great and fine, like I was professionally dancing for Clippers and then Lakers. And so from the outside, people were like, oh, she's perfect, Mm. you know, but I felt so like lost at the same time, which is strange. Um, because my mindset, it just wasn't, it wasn't there. It was just, I was so just going through the motions or trying to do, 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 never stopping. I was never present. And I think that's why I was so drawn to dancing because it forced me to be present even for those two minutes that I'd be performing, you know? Um, so I finally, I, I was, I was really, really like having bad, bad anxiety. And this one teacher, when I was in a yoga class, I started to go again. I was just hand, I was like in a handstand workshop yoga class. And I stayed for like the Shavasana, Shavasana after. And the teacher was like, for some reason, talking about anxiety. And I don't know why or how the segue happened, but she said, having anxiety and having panic attacks is a choice. And I was like, a choice? Yeah. Yeah. I was so blown away. I was so blown away. I had never heard that. And I was, it had been like a year that I had been dealing with the really bad anxiety to the point where it was like hard to hold a conversation with someone because I was so like in my own crap. And, um, and she said that and I was like, it just gave me all of my power back. And then um, someone told me to read The Power of Now and then I was able to understand what anxiety is. And anxiety is literally just your thoughts are beyond the present moment. You're thinking of the future. You're thinking of something you wish you had been able to control in the past or something you want to control in the future. You're just not in the present moment. And when you look at it, so anxiety so simply like that, in some cases, I know there are all different kinds of cases of anxiety sure. and things like that. But in my simple, in my case, this, this was my story. And I understood it and I... And as soon as I started to feel it, I would start to feel it rising up into my chest. I, and it just felt out of control yeah. before. But at that moment, I was like, okay, maybe she's right. You know, maybe she's right. Maybe I can control it. And I was like, I'm just not going to let it come. It's, I'm like, I'm going to be in power. I'm going to be in control. And I would just kind of meditate on that. And soon enough, I was able to just like relieve it out of my body and just, and I felt in power and I felt in control. And then, I was like, oh my gosh, because I I realized the power of the mind. And then since then, I've just been on this quest of really understanding the power of the mind, how how it works with the body, how the body and the mind work together, how you can control the mind with the body and draw awareness with the body and all of that. So that's, that's how I got into all of this and it's empowering. That's quite the story. And, and to think how powerful, as you mentioned, the mind is. Yeah. I've seen it. Mind body medicine is one of my favorite approaches for anything. Yeah. If someone presents Dr. Gonzalez, let's go over a few things. Always on one of the top of my treatment plans is the effect of the mind and the body, Mm. right? Because you have to break your cycles of what the rhetoric, rhetoric is or the dialogue between 
oh, this is my worth. This is this is where I'm projecting to the mm. future. I'm anxious mm. or I'm projecting to the past. I'm depressed, mm. you know? Yeah. And it just totally continues and per perpetuates, perpetuates this mindset where we're not appreciative of the present. I always say people do like extreme sports because it puts them in the prison moment. Right. I always say that too. Yeah. If you're jumping out of a plane, you're not really thinking about the bills you have to pay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the same goes when you were dancing. Yeah. The same goes when I'm dancing in my kitchen. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like we put ourselves in these, because we're getting a taste of our own yeah. true reality of what we are. We are that present. Yeah. Moment. What else do you do to put you in the present oh, moment? Um, meditation has been my thing for so many years because it's put me in the present moment but deep mm. like in places where i'm just like oh yeah i'm this body i forgot about christian or this avatar that i'm you know part of or mm -hmm. animating mm -hmm. but it really puts you in a when you're really in a deeply in a present moment you you get in touch with your true nature yeah right? you sort of know that you are without name without religion without all these things identities that aren't really real we're just so much more powerful than that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um I preach that a lot to people because even if you're on your deathbed, if you touch that present moment, there's no such thing as anxiety. There's no such thing as depression. Mm -hmm. You're just a so you're at peace. Mm -hmm. And how can we, and this is what I love what you do. It's like whatever modalities that we share, we can apply this to people and they can bring it home and they can be like, whoa, because mm -hmm. it's the same truth, only different modalities or different mm -hmm. people are saying it it's mm -hmm. ancient truths that we talk yeah right that are coming back hell yeah anyway what does your med meditation practice look like oh um well i, I don't i never liked guided i i'm, I'm kind of too stubborn to listen to someone else tell me how to meditate so uh <laughs> i would just i i, I try when i started back in college i just mm -hmm. shut my room put on headphones try to drown out all my frat guys out there yelling and, and, mm -hmm. and get into a place where I'm just like, all right, I'm going to start focusing on my thoughts. That's it. Oh, really? Just my thoughts. And there was a million. The next day, there was one less. The next day, there mm. was one less. And then mm -hmm. it came to the place where there was a manageable amount of thoughts. And I saw them as like a cloud passing a cliff. Mm. So... I empowered myself to go, I'm not going to hold on to this cloud. It's just going to pass me on this cliff. Mm, mm -hmm. That's what I always say in my classes. You do? That's so funny. Yeah. So it's like, all right, yeah, here's my thought about, you know. Just watch them like clouds yeah. passing by. Yeah. I mm -hmm. need an oil change on my car. Oh, well, that's a cloud passing by. I'm not sticking with you. Next. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, there's one cloud. There's zero clouds. And then I started getting into this real deep state of meditation once I was able to access that through practice. Mm. And now it's, it's, I'll sit there and it'll go pretty quick. Oh, wow. And that's, but that's practice. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, yeah, because a lot of people think that like meditation, they're supposed to quiet their mind. But probably when you meditate for the first time, your mind is going to feel louder than it ever has in your entire life. Because you're not distracted. <laughs> right. So it's going to feel so loud, yeah. like almost, almost scary loud. Right. And um, and I think that's where a lot of people feel uh, discouraged with meditation. And so I always say like, you know, meditation is not necessarily to just try to get rid of your thoughts, but like, I love that process that you just kind of started, like just listening to yourself. And I think yeah. that's a great way of just compassionately listening to your thoughts, not trying to control them at first. Yeah. And just letting them, and, and just, again, becoming aware of your thoughts because there are so many fleeting thoughts that we have that we are not even aware of or like 
sometimes have you ever done anything where you're like, why did I just do that? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day. Like 90% of my day, I was like, how did I get here? Why did I do this? <laughs> or did you say something weird or like do yeah. something kind of silly or stupid? And you're like, why did I just do that? Yeah. That was so weird, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Those are like the moments where I have started to like love for myself and like really dive into and be like, why did I just say that? And then like, okay, let me take a few steps back. Like, let me uncover this and layer by layer. Like, what was the thought that preceded that? What what made me say that? Or like, what feeling did I first get that yeah. made me like say that? Or maybe I, you know, so just really, again, like that practice of awareness. And I think having so much compassion for yourself, because I've said like really stupid things before. And it's like, I don't want to like, um, shame myself or put myself down. Cause I've done that. I did that for too many years, you know? Mm. And now it's like, I just become curious about my thoughts. Like, why did I say that? Let's take like, let's go backwards a little bit and, and just, and discover more of myself that way, like layer by layer. And sometimes what I notice, I would say, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I would get stuck in the, I don't know. And then I didn't let myself say, I don't know anymore. I would incur, I say, no, you know, what mm -hmm. is it? And I just try to listen, like, you know what it is, you know what it is. And it, sometimes that it doesn't come for a while. And that's kind of sometimes when I meditate, I'll just meditate on just uncovering things. And that's one thing I always think is like, we always know the answers that's right for us, even though we try to like get, try to get someone's approval or someone to tell us what to do. But like, we always really know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the self-awareness that's powerful, right? Yeah. And that's the difference between autopilot and self-awareness. When you have that self-awareness, yeah. yeah, you can get advice from friends, but at the end of the day, you kind of know what's going on, right? Yeah. You sort of know where you want to go with things. And I love what you said about having that thought uncovering. I call it the sponsoring thought. Where mm -hmm. does that thought come from and what is the belief system behind it? And that could have that could have started when we were four years old. So that's where the work yeah. comes in, right? What, what's my thought about blank? right? And that could be about yourself. It could be about people. It can be about money. It could be about whatever it is. Yeah. What's a sponsoring thought and what's sponsoring it? Mm -hmm. And that's powerful because that's how you break patterns. Mm -hmm. Awareness coming through things like to put us in the present, like yoga, meditation, mm -hmm. yeah, skydiving, whatever it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And sometimes it does take those like rock bottom moments or like for me having panic attacks and anxiety like those are those are rock bottom moments that are basically the sum of all of these habits or a sum of those patterns and so that's why a lot of times it takes like going into rock bottom to like change or something just keeps happening you're like why does this keep happening to me this yeah. keeps like this feels like a nightmare this keeps happening you know there's for you for right? why does it keep happening isn't that crazy yeah it's, it's the universe going hey Here's something new address. Okay, you don't have to do it now, but it'll come back in a week. Yeah. Here's something new address again until we listen. But the autopilot, we're just like, I'm not going to listen to this. Yeah. yeah. Or I don't want to take responsibility for it. Because it's scary sometimes. Yeah, right? it is. Um, ooh, that was, that was good. That was good. That was, that was good. good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, what, about, what about the power of how does yoga transcend to loving your body, body love? I think it's mm. so important to talk about body love because we're we're layered beings, right? We're mm -hmm. mental beings, we're spiritual beings, creative, all that stuff. But we're also physically oriented. We're physical beings too. That's a mm -hmm. major part of our experience, right? Most of our experience, we think we're physical. 
but it's so important to have a good relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Can you speak on anything with that? Because I'm so intrigued about hearing what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where do I begin? Yeah. Um, yeah, the relationship with your body. You have a relationship oh. with your body just like how you have a relationship with your best friend, the way you have a relationship with money, the way you have a relationship with time. We all have chosen to have patterns to everything in our life, whether we realize it or not. And so I actually just had a, like a call with my, with my community today. I do like a monthly group coaching call. And today was all about your body and the relationship that you have with your body. And most of the times when people start like a fitness journey or something like that, or yoga practice, they'll start it and then they stop. And Lots of times, like how I was saying before, is because they perceive themselves as like an unhealthy person or they see themselves as unfit or out of shape. So then again, their their subconscious mind like creates actions that don't support it. So they're not going to keep going, right? Whereas like I have, it's ingrained in me because I have been doing it for so long, but in my mind, it's like I am a healthy person. I'm a very fit person. So I take action every day to support that because that's a belief about myself. But anyone can have that belief about themselves. But that's that's another point too. But also I I have struggled with, you know, body issues. Having been a ballerina, the pressure to be super skinny was um was huge. And I used to actually be twenty pounds skinnier than I am now. And like I know I'm like thin now. I'm like a, you know, size mm-hmm. one, two. So it's like I was twenty pounds skinnier than now. And um but being a ballerina, it was like you had to be, you know, and so that was like the name of the game. However, that did not cultivate very healthy, a healthy relationship with my body, you know, and so I felt like in order to be worthy or valuable, I have to have my body look a certain way. And that's a lot of where my worth started to come from. And so anytime I would gain weight or anything like that, that I felt was not like perfect, I didn't feel worthy anymore. I didn't feel confident. And so it's been quite the journey of loving my body no matter where I'm at. And I've never been like, I, this is this, I like this weight I am now, I do love, but it took me practice and, um, constant reminder to myself that I love my body the way it is. Because like for many years I wanted a longer torso cause I'm only five, two and being a dancer on a dance team, like let's say Lakers, we were like you thousands of girls try out. So we're handpicked from thousands. So the girl standing next to me looks like a model. And so does the girl next to me and that girl. So it's like, I was, I was in this like unreal world of like perfect bodies. And I was like constantly comparing myself to them. And so like, I understand that feeling of not feeling comfortable in your body. And so I really believe it's, it's a practice of self-compassion and self-love and um, coming to a place like yoga where I think it is amazing that yoga classes don't have mirrors in them actually because um, you don't get obsessed with what it looks like. And that's what I always try to say too on my Instagram too. Like when I show the right or wrong pose on my Instagram, it's not to sh- like show you you're doing it wrong, but just more education, but to not be so attached to what it looks like, right? Even though for me being a dancer, that's all it was about mm-hmm. was what does your body look like when you're dancing? So I, so it's, it's a total, you know, regression of that, of just being totally comfortable and appreciative and grateful for your body. And 
that's what I always say in all the classes that I teach of coming from a place of self-love, coming from a place of not trying to change your body, like, oh, let me like tone my stomach, flatten my abs, you know, get skinny arms. But it's really like, let's work out because I care about my body. I love my body. It's coming from a place of the initiation is because I love my body so much and I want to take care of it and I want to see it thrive. So that's why I'm going to work out. So mm -hmm. really being uh, conscious about the why, like why you're working out. And that'll help you stay with it longer too. Like I was saying, a lot of people start and stop because if they're connected to a why where every single day they wake up thinking, how can I best support my body? How can I love my body the best? They're probably going to show up in a yoga class or they're probably going to pop on like one one of my videos that day, you know, and like find 20 minutes in their day. Oh, that's good stuff. No, <laughs> I just like that went is, on a yeah, tangent. no, but, and I, and, and it, cause I was feeling it, like I was trying to <clears> vibe <throat> and feel and open myself up because there's so much truth to that. Um, so many people struggle with physical imbalance, not, not, we're not talking about gut issues. We're talking about their relationship of who they think they are, mm -hmm. what their physical body is. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, I love everything that you said about that because when you initiate that from that point, right, that, that sort of ensures that you follow through because you said, you know, oh, I'm so sick. I need to, or I need to lose weight. And this is that. You go to the gym, you're there for, you know, like a month and a half, two months, and then you stop because it's sort of coming from a lack. Mm -hmm. When you come mm -hmm. from love, like, no, I'm healthy. And you know, this is this, I'm supporting my body in this this journey of mm -hmm. health and, you know, feeling good. I love that it can be more permanent. Mm -hmm. um, another really cool thing that I've, I've done myself and I learned from a friend two years ago is the power of mirror work, like looking at yourself in a mirror and mm. accepting yourself. And, and I remember when I first started, I was like, this is weird. I'm like, what am I doing looking at myself? I'm like, <laughs> all right. And I, I found that I, could, I couldn't like look at myself for a long time. Mm. I was like, what the heck happened here? You know, and I was looking and I was like, and then every day I did it longer and longer to the point I was like, you're a handsome devil. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a lot of love for you. Yes, you, know? you are. <laughs> but isn't it crazy that, Yeah. isn't it crazy that it came to a point where I had to convince myself that like, oh yeah, I, I went through that too. It sort of uncovers things like, oh, I'm insecure about this. I didn't know about this. Oh, yeah. I'm insecure about Man, I grew up. I grew up at, uh, at the Jersey Shore in my teen years, right? And oh, really? I was, like, I heard an accent. Yeah, it's that's that's New York, New Jersey, but everyone was jacked up like this. Yeah. So imagine a Jim twenty tan laundry. Jim tan laundry. Imagine a young guy, <laughs> twenty years old, long, lanky guy. I'm like, why can't I be like two hundred and fifty pounds jacked? Yeah. Right. I know. See, women forget men have body oh, God. issues too. Yeah. Where I'm from, every, everyone does. Really? But yeah. That's the, that's the issue that we look without <clears throat> from outside and then use that as our relative point mm -hmm. and then compare ourselves mm -hmm. instead of going in the mirror well shit i'm you know i'm beautiful mm -hmm. you know and and we hold ourselves back from doing things right like oh i don't want to go because i don't have any it starts from there i don't want to go to an event because i don't have anything to wear because mm -hmm. i don't like the way i look mm -hmm. i don't like my body so it's like it's a ripple effect of your entire life so that's why i always say it's not just like oh you know come work out with me it's like it, it, this is going to transform your entire life. You're going to show up maybe at a party you wouldn't show up to, or you might like talk to somebody new that you didn't feel confident talking yeah. to, or like taking a risk, standing up in front of a crowd and doing that presentation or whatever that may be. Like yeah. it's a huge ripple effect of how it can affect your entire life. Like the movie, um, not Miss Congeniality. What's the, I feel pretty. 
Did you see that with I, Amy Schumer? No, I didn't get to see oh, that. Oh, it is good? so good. Yeah. It is so good because she just decides. She like knocks her head or whatever. And then she thinks like her, I don't know, something like Freaky Friday, right? Like she yeah. just sees like a model in the yeah. mirror. Yeah. So she's like, oh my gosh. All of a sudden she just feels like mm-hmm. gorgeous, like a, like a Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. But she's like still looks the same and is the same exact person. But then she's able, what she does with her life is amazing because she just decides that yeah. she's incredible. And it's so empowering because it's true. It's like if you, the way that people perceive you is not actually what they perceive. It's actually how you perceive yourself. Right. Ooh, that's fire. <laughs> that is fire. And can we get that right here in the quoted or somebody put that on a quote? It's so true. It's vibration. Right? Yeah. Your thoughts, your words, your actions have yeah. vibration. So I, I always say the universe really doesn't care if it's a good vibe or bad vibe. It only puts out what you're putting out, which even gives us more responsibility. Right. But if you're continuously saying, oh, I'm not pretty. I'm not that pretty. I can't go out. I'm, it's, it, people are going to see me as not pretty. Right. What vibration are you telling the universe? You're going that to you're not get, pretty. You're going to get more experiences of that are totally solidifying that for yeah. you. Right? Until the point where you break that with your words and say, I'm beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And say that with confidence, mm-hmm. even if you don't even believe it. Say it for the first day. Say it for yeah, the you won't day. believe it the first day. You won't. Yeah. But at some point, the, this is the most beautiful thing I notice. Act as if until the point where your mind, the neuroplasticity, your brain changes, and then at some point you go, "Is this true?" And then the next day you go, "Yeah, it's true." And then the third day you just walk with all this confidence that yeah. it's, it's the truest thing in the world. It's so true. Right? Neuroplasticity. I gotta start using that word. Neuroplasticity, <laughs> and, and that, that's that's the that's a physiological physiological change that happens yeah. in your brain when you continuously say these things. So yeah, the power starts with you. Right. Your words. Like what is your thought about yourself and how are you going to change that? Right. And I had to really understand that because I was so addicted to working out like in an unhealthy way. You know, it was like if I don't work out today, I'm not going to be worthy. Basically is like what in the shortest terms, right? If I don't stay super skinny because that's what I was working out for before. It was I need to be skinny so that I can look good and I can be worthy and I can be confident. And then as I started to grow out of that, I did start to gain weight because I was, you know, at an unhealthy place of my weight. And also I realized like taking the time to journal and taking the time to meditate and taking the time to just maybe listen to something that will help build my confidence from the inside out was more important than going on that like five mile run again, right? For me, that was my journey because I was so attached. I was attaching my workouts to my worth, right? And I changed that and I changed it to not feeling so attached. Like if I don't get my workout in today, like my life is over, like I'm still going to be beautiful because I say I am, right? And I'm still going to feel worthy because I say that I am. And when I work out, it's because um, because I love my body or I'm working on a skill like a handstand, which is fun. Like, look at what my body can do. You know, it's more like, wow, my body can do all of these things as opposed to um, look at how amazing my body looks, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that was a big transformation for me because I was so stuck in the ballerina and I never really had a ballerina body. People always thought I was a gymnast, which would like make me just want to scream because I was like, I am not a gymnast, you know, because the gymnasts are a little bit like bulkier. And I was like, I am a ballerina. And I would like, (laughs) but if you see, I know it's like, I'm like, you're like, she's crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. because she's so petite, but it's like, we all have our weird, crazy little things, you know? So, and I'm just laying it all out there. (laughs) And the ironic part is that 
most people don't even see that. Most yeah. people don't, right? We have these things in our heads. Right. We have these perceptions of how we right. look and what we are. Mm-hmm. The same. Like, again, everyone around me was just some jacked up, yoked up dude. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, if I don't work out today or eat my fifth meal a day, I'm going <laughs> to lose five, 10 pounds without ever accepting the fact that I'm just long and lanky. And that's the way it is, you know? And my body loves <laughs> yeah. being like this. Um, yeah. But it was so empowering when I did accept that. Mm. I said, oh God, I took off a brick book bag. Oh, wow. Right? Because I don't have to be at the gym for three hours, seven days a week. Yeah. Well, how did you, how did you get there? I think it took a lot of time to separate. It, it started with self-love basically. Like how did starting you get to with self-love? Mirror, mirror work, meditation, mm. seeing what my patterns are and journaling. Mm. And then just being grateful for what is, right? Like yeah. at, at that point I was like, well, my, you know, my shoulders aren't as big as yeah. this guy on steroids, but I'm like, I like my shoulders though, you know? <laughs> and it, you just, it works up to that point. Yeah. And it's literally accepting. I mean, I would even talk to my big toe and be like, I like my big toe. I have a beautiful <laughs> big toe, by the way. But it doesn't matter. Like little, it doesn't matter if it's a small. Well, you or gotta big. show your big toe. Well, I'll, I'll post it on Instagram one day. Uh, You're gonna get a lot of foot love. It's, it's, I get a lot of foot love on my hashtag page. foot love. I know. I I can imagine it actually well, now I that I think about it. Yeah. I just opened up Pandora's box. Yeah. Um, but but I I so resonate with those words. I yeah. so resonate with. Yeah. Your ish, your issues and your approach yeah, it, uh, mirrors a lot of what I see and feel. And I'm sure what, what a lot of the viewers and listeners. That's why that lady connected us, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Because I'll speak about it. I have no shame about that. And I know you don't too. So um, look, you have this app, by the way. That's cool. What's like? What's going on with that? Like, you're you're the, you're an entrepreneur that you know. I look up to in many ways. Tell oh, me. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So I always had a vision of creating a community of women and men. There are men in it too. Men are allowed. Um, I, of people who really struggled with that identity of of feeling worthy and um, having that that identity of being healthy and beautiful. So my whole vision was to create a community that is empowering and um, encourages self-love, encourages support, responsibility, and health. And so I figured, like, I had these one-off programs, you know, that people were getting amazing results. Like I have Get Stretchy 2.0 where people are getting out of pain, creating awareness in their body and things like that. But it was kind of like a do-it-at-your-own-pace courses. And I really wanted to have a community where we're doing it together and growing every single month and really seeing progress month after month. Cause I see myself doing like big events. I have one coming up in August. I'm just actually like proclaiming it. I don't have a date set or a venue set or anything else, but, the universe, but it's happening yeah. in August. I decided, and I'm going to do it with my friend, Sarah, who's amazing. And we're going to do like a whole day of self empowerment. And it's going to be amazing. Where? We don't know. Okay. <laughs> L.A. or Hermosa Beach. Okay. L.A. Okay. slash Hermosa Beach. So, okay. right. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I see myself doing, like, big events like that and really impacting a lot of lives. So um, I've, I remember someone said to me, this girl said to me, like, two years ago when I was, like, just kind of getting online. She was like, you really need to have an app. And I was like, this girl has no idea, like, what it takes to have an app. Like, yeah, yeah I wish, you know, like, if only I had, like, $200,000 yeah. or, you know, like, that whole thing. It's no joke. Yeah, that whole story in my head. But then I, I, like, really thought about it. And then, like, so I had another friend. He was, like, a very, like, really powerful entrepreneur. And he was like, just get an app. Like, just get it done. 
like just figure it out and I was like yeah he's right like I just gotta figure it out like everything is figure outable everything is like you can just figure it out and I think I tend to overcomplicate things everyone overcomplicates things so I I was like I want to have a membership and then the and then I actually started getting approached by a few different app companies that were coming out with like um, templates to help fitness entrepreneurs so I I, I talked with a bunch of them and this one um, just just was perfect for me I could just feel they were just like good people and all that stuff and and then um, and then I created it and now it's here it took like a year and I really kind of dragged my feet at the end, which is kind of strange for me because I am all about taking action, mm-hmm. obviously, <laughs> action Jacqueline. <laughs> and so, and I usually am, and I'm okay like getting things out before they're perfect. But for some reason, I think maybe I put so much pressure and weight on this thing to be perfect because I have been like dreaming about this for so long that I did kind of drag my feet in getting it out. And I was like, Ooh, okay, I said January and it's already April. Like yeah. I got to get it out. And I just like, I was like, all right, it's coming out. I can't wait. I'm like, it's not ready. I don't feel ready. I don't feel like it's done yet, but I got to just get it out and I'll figure it out. That's, <laughs> so it's out. That's really cool. That's really, and where do they find it? Oh, you can, uh, you can go to actionjacklin.com slash app. Okay. Yeah. And it's called Stretchy Fit. And the whole idea is um, because my first program is Get Stretchy and people really know me as stretching and everything like that. But I also love to work out. So I have bar classes. Um, I have like yoga strength classes. Mm -hmm. I have Pilates classes for the core because I used to teach Pilates as well. I have HIIT classes, dance cardio. So it's really a big variety. So you'll never get bored. Every single day I have a workout for you to do. So there's a a daily workout schedule. So you can either follow that or I have a whole on-demand section that you can can pick from too. Full access, yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and there's a yoga library of poses so you can learn. So there's 100 poses in there right now, but by the end of the year, there'll be 700 poses. I feel like I need that. When I'm, you know, when you can't get to the studio, just do it real quick at home. Do yeah. Some poses, you know, that's. Yeah. I need something like that. Um, I'll give you a good. A good deal. Good deal. Okay, good. I'm, it's only fifteen dollars a month. Okay. So. I think I'll just put out the fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing, one thing is so cool, and I want people, listeners, to remember this: is you didn't know how you were going to do it, mm-hmm. but you proclaimed it. And mm-hmm. this is what I tell people: just say it, just say it out loud. It's just scary, yeah. And believe it. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how you're going to get there. Just say your end point and let the universe put in line the people, the places, the things, the situations, the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Have the intuition to pay attention to when those things come into your life and, and go behind it and totally accept them and go, yes, hey, I'm going to listen to this person. Wait a minute. My intuition says something. Mm. Let that person be a guide. Let another situation be a guide. Mm. That's how I, in every experience I've had since I started this whole process with myself, that's how life has been for me. Mm. And we all can access that. You want something grand? Believe it. Believe it into existence. If you want, I always say, a Ferrari. I don't care about Ferraris. But if you want a Ferrari, <laughs> believe it. Like, you you can be making $20 an hour. See that Ferrari. Go to the dealership. Mm. Put your hands on the wheel. See how it smells. See how it looks. Everything. Is there something pro- that you're proclaiming right now? Um for this show to touch many more people than I ever thought. How no, many, than how I ever many thought. people? This this year we're gonna have 150,000 subscribers on YouTube. Amazing. This is gonna be. Watch this. This soundbite <laughs> is yes. going to be replayed at the end of the year because okay. I'm gonna be like, remember I said this. Okay. And this will be a top three health podcast. Yes. 
I'm saying it now. Yes. You better believe it. I believe it. I, we already got the fire intention it's, going on. It's so there. It's already there. I can see the numbers right now. Oh, I see it every day in the shower. <laughs> I, I close my eyes and I see the numbers. So the numbers are very real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I taste the numbers if that's even possible. So of course it is. It's happening. I love it. And I love that you asked me that question because I needed to say it into existence and tell everyone, right? Okay, yeah. So with that said, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being <laughs> such an awesome guest. Um, I love that we were able to really get down to nitty gritty real stuff that people can take home. Um, let's leave like this. What's one thing that you want the listeners or viewers to know about their own power? What, what just something, mm. give me some, give me some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, that they are whoever they say they are. Ooh, chills. <laughs> I felt that. Really? Yeah, I felt that. Yeah, ahead, like one, say. yeah, no, but like what I heard one time, someone said, whatever you say after I am is true. So whatever you, I am beautiful, I am amazing, and really um, own that. And I actually created a my own voice memo that I put all of my intentions and beliefs about myself in like a two-minute voice memo, and I listen to it in the morning. So I hear myself say it, and so it's like... Why it's, are you brushing your teeth? Yeah, and do my relevés. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm all about the two minute little yeah, I see that. segments. I guess um, I actually like because I I'm always so tempted to go into my phone, and so it's like I pick up my phone, and then I'm like I'm so tempted to do something, and then I'm like, okay, let me just go, I'll go into my voice memo and listen to that yeah, first, yeah. and then I listen, and I just like lay there and listen to myself, basically like build myself up. <laughs> yeah, so everyone here can do something. The, take homeable like that do a voice memo but just yeah. know that you can create after those statements right right yeah you can create anything you want in your life okay ladies and gentlemen take that home start it today right don't wait till tomorrow start it tonight start it tonight write out a list of i am's record yourself and listen to it every morning thank you action jacqueline for coming on this show it was an honor it was beautiful <laughs> and uh, thank you for the high vibrations Oh, thank you. It was such a pleasure being here and talking to all of you guys. So I can't wait to connect more. And yeah, this is going to be an amazing show for everyone. So I'm excited. That's true.